Welcome back, SBC listeners. If you've been following along, then you are likely expecting an episode about my check ride. Well, we'll see. Enjoy episode 50. Not today, baby. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 4121 Tango is at Chandler Air Service. We have Sulu, and uh, we'd like a south departure, please. So, as you may know, I'd been cramming for my check ride, flying a lot this week, making sure I got all of the hood time necessary as well as the practice I needed for getting my ticket. I had also been studying quite a bit. I got that last flight in, see episode 49, the day before my meeting with the DPE. That check ride was to be the morning of the 24th of July, which was the Thursday before EAA AirVenture started that year and I wanted to get my license before I went. That would be my first of several trips to Oshkosh, and I was finally going to get to meet a bunch of the people that I only knew virtually through the podcast at that time. That evening, I was going over some last-minute prep, getting all my marked books together and any stuff I would need for flight planning, like my E6B, my pins, charts, etc., when I got a call from my instructor, Larry. I thought, oh, he's got some last-minute tips and tricks and maybe needed some information for the forms he was completing. Turns out, I was way off. He was so apologetic, but they had discovered something that would throw a big wrench in my plans. It turns out that his CFI had expired at the beginning of July, and nobody had caught it. They had scoured over my flights, and since many of them were solo and some were with other instructors, stage checks, etc., if we voided all of my dual flights since July 1st that were with Larry, I still had all of the requirements to take the check ride, except for that dang hood time. So I wouldn't be doing my check ride in the morning. I needed to fly something like one and a half hours under the hood uh, with an instructor whose certificate wasn't expired. They, of course, comped me the flight time and the instructor time, but the big deal was that I had to postpone my check ride, and the next time the DPE had was Monday afternoon. I moved my flight to Milwaukee to go to Osh to that night, made arrangements with Kent from the pilot cast to get me from there to Osh, and scheduled that hood makeup flight for the next morning when I was supposed to be doing my check ride. I would fly with Kevin while Larry took care of his certificate. What a mess. I I will say Larry and the rest of the team at Chandler Air Service were great. They owned up to the mistake, were apologetic, and made it as right as they could. I was disappointed, but these things happen. After all, one of the things you really learn as a pilot is that you're not in control of everything, and you have to make adjustments and roll with the punches. So instead of an episode about the check ride and hopefully earning my cert, this is part one of my makeup hood time flight. I'm breaking this up because it was a very long flight, and I don't want to make this episode like two hours long. As usual, we'll start with getting the ATIS and first call. Again, I'd be flying that day with Kevin in Warrior 81658. It was around 9 o'clock in the morning when we started, and it was already over 93 degrees. Remember, I was now scheduled for an afternoon check ride a few days later. Should be interesting. So after the ATIS, I make the call to ground and don't get a response. Try again, 
no response. But we hear the other traffic, so something was going on. Kevin had me continue taxiing on the ramp until we were able to get a clearance. We didn't get a response until Kevin used his push to talk to make the call. So during the rest of the taxi, we talk about a nice Cirrus SR22 we saw, but also thinking about why my calls didn't get answered. We would troubleshoot a bit as we went. The radio and push to talk on my side appeared to be working for me after that. So maybe it was just personal. I don't know. I'll let this go until we have taken off um, while they were doing a runway direction change, by the way. And Kevin has me put the hood on. Have a listen. Okay. Use caution for bird activity in the vicinity of Chandler Airport. Advise on initial contact. You have hotel. Channel Tower Information Hotel, time 1547, Zulu, wind variable at 3, temperature 34, dew point 12, altimeter 29 or 87, visual approach in use, landing and departing runway 4, left and right. Notice the airman multiple obstructions in the vicinity of Channel Airport up to 310 feet AGL. All departing aircraft advise ground control of direction of flight. Use caution for bird activity in the vicinity of Channel Airport. Advise on initial contact, you have hotel. Chandler Ground, Cherokee 81658, it's Chandler Air Service with Hotel South Departure. Right, you can go all the way to the runway. Okay. We don't have to get on the ramp. We, I mean, the taxiway, we can taxi on the ramp. We're not in a hurry anyway. We just got to get the hood time, that's all. Yeah. I think that's got a problem with that. Try it actually one Try more again. time. Okay. Wait, look, make sure you see it's here. You can keep rolling. Okay. Chandler Ground, Cherokee 81658. It's on the ramp, like a south departure. And we have hotel, I think it was. Tower information, hotel time. There's 567 Mike Golf, Chandler Ground, taxi to runway 4 left via Alpha Delta. Alpha Delta 4 left 7 Mike off. Got something against me? Yeah, taxi on the ramp. Just right. between the taxiway. I gotcha. Yeah, okay. We can go slow if you want. We just, I just didn't want to sit there. We have a radio problem? Cherokee 044 Chandler Ground Taxi to the ramp. Taxi to the ramp. Ground Warrior 81658, parallel to taxiway Alpha, uh, with Hotel Southbound. Warrior 81658, Channel Ground, give way to a Cirrus ahead and to your right, outbound taxi to runway 4 left via Alpha Delta. Insight, 4 right, uh, 658. Warrior 658, taxi to runway 4 left via Alpha Delta. Oh, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> 4 left, 658. Did you say the wrong I runway? said 4 right. Oh. Ooh, that's a nice plane. Yeah, they are actually. They look weird to me, but they're just. Once you get past that, they're, they're fast. When I was evaluating schools, uh, there's a school at uh, Falcon Field that trains in the 20s. So I went out and sat in one. Go ahead and hop on now. Yeah. <sighs> and, but was it expensive? Oh my gosh, yes. It sounded it sounded not too expensive. It was like 120, but that was dry. <laughs> they have a dry yep. price. That's weird. Yeah. But how do you know how much fuel you used? Uh, they fill it back to the tabs every after every lesson. 
whatever they put back in to fill it back to the tabs you pay for. That'll teach you the lane. Yep. <laughs> People might overdo it. Wait, lean it way back and then bring the engine. Destroy it. Yeah. Get it all overheated. Yeah. I don't know how the cylinders keep melting. I uh, I wonder if my... Well, my, I know the push-to-talk is working because it had a transmit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we over-talked him. You can make a call from the, over here and see what happens. Yeah. Now I have to do my check ride in the afternoon. <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> that's when I did my stage check, so. We'll make it work, man. You got your hood time no matter how you look at it. We're just doing this for yeah. paperwork. My second time doing hood time, I had an attitude indicator that looked like that, so we did partial panel the whole time. Really? I had... It's kind of funny, I didn't catch it one time and I sent someone under the hood and he kept turning to the right. All he was doing was putting it in the right spot. I was like, quit turning to the right. <laughs> Poor guy. Dang it, that guy just left. Uh... Might as well lean it while you got the... Uh... <laughs> Cub 83, Papa Chandler Ground, amend my instructions. Runway change in progress. Taxi to runway 22 right via Alpha November. Switch right via Alpha November. Here, hold through to that line, okay? I don't want them to switch runways on us. Up here? Yeah. Okay. You'll pump on mixture off the night, okay? I got my side. All you gotta do is say we're ready, we'll get in there. The altitude, okay, yeah. Yeah, we're on COM 1. Okay. Turkey 1658, tower. 658, go ahead. Turkey 1658, just advise when you're ready. We are in the process of a runway change for 22. We're ready, 658. Any sort of takeoff? Turkey 1658, fly runway heading, runway 4 left, clear for takeoff. 4 left, 658, thank you. Let's go. No, uh, yeah, normal. Do the soft. Okay. held our feet for 1,500 RPM, right? Yep. Okay, good. Cup 447, recycle transponder, not receiving. Damn, it's hot. We'll get some altitude. People, there you go. Zero seven, Mike Golf. What are you going to tell right there? 63. All right. Just to verify, T3.7, correct? And right there. Cup 447, good squawk. And then theoretically, sure, to make it left, left down one, got it. Left down one, 658. What was that? Uh, I said theoretically we go to 79 or 80, but it takes a while in this heat. Yeah. All right. Information India current on Chandler Radius runways 22 left and right in use. We're now 1508 altimeter, right. 2987. Go for it. It's a left downwind for our departure, not the current runways, right? Cherokee 658, if able, start your turn. Thank you. Turn it now, 658. Cup 447, frequency change approved. Is that right? I don't know why we're getting a left turn. 
because they're probably going to change the, oh, what would make sense out of that? I don't know. There must have been traffic. Probably didn't want to clear us for a right. I don't know. Uh, they might not know we're southbound. 658, claiming 2,500, proceed southbound. Oh, 658. 658. All right, so keep climbing until we get to 25 and then turn south. Sure, they got a reason for it. Hello, Tunnel, Sir, for Copenhagen, 603, Pumper, Road of the Departure, 2 2 right. I was sitting there going, okay, left downwind departure for us or the current runway? Oh, for us. <laughs> for yeah. us. Papa, Chandler Tower, fly runway heading, runway 22 right, clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff, runway heading 83, Papa. Fly heading 210. Put that on. You got it? Yep, my plan. Once I got the hood on, Kevin started giving me headings and other instructions. We had some interesting conversations about training, the instrument rating, and Kevin was giving some good instruction, including some help with the VOR radial intercept procedures that helped me quite a bit. He actually helped solidify a couple of things for me, that, and I got to say, flying relaxed, in other words, not on a check ride or a stage check, probably helped a lot with my understanding and comprehension. I'll let a lot of this play, taking out any dead air. It's pretty good stuff. All right, you're playing. You all set? Yep, got it. All right, heading 210. It's got a little heading bug. You can go like that and set it on 210. All right, go ahead and turn left. 2160. When you're under the hood, put your uh, white dot on that one black line there. Okay. That'll keep you from getting too slow. Okay. Yeah. What was the heading? 150. Whoa. Right, we're going to climb up to um, 55, 5,500 feet. Oh, that'll be nice up there. Did I take that back? Fly heading 160. We'll intercept 143. Okay. Turn to the right. 160. Oh, 160. I was going to 140. Lower your cowling, just a little bit, and then trim it for that. Oh yeah, this is a lot nicer than the afternoon the other day. <laughs> Here, is this better? Yeah. <laughs> Chandler, down. But well, we need to be, you know, uh, dropping at a thousand feet a minute. Two right, uh, northeast bound. Yeah. Cub A3, Papa, left turn south, out of group. Up on the road, Isaac, Bravo. Amazing how fast your altitude can change in those thermals, man. That's a 7269 or Bravo, Chandler Tower at the field binder. If I were paying for gas, I'd get in one of those and spiral up to gain my altitude. Third for takeoff, 2 2 right. Good idea. Turn approves. 69 Bravo. It's like a glider. Yeah, it is fun if you can get a good glide out of it. I had a thermal doing an emergency in a Cessna trying to teach one to a student, and it took forever to get down. We have this dialed in, okay. Yeah, I'm being your co-pilot. Well, I am supposed to use all the resources at my disposal, right? Right. I was going to try, uh, you know, if I got overloaded, I was going to try to tell Kurt to tune some stuff in for me on the check ride. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I can't do that. Oh, just <laughs> seeing if I can use all my resources. Yeah, he's going to say, I'm not here. <laughs> That's worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> you mind uh, getting that for me? Yeah. 
want me to intercept that radio? Please. Okay. And we'll, uh, we'll go to tow tech. All the basic stuff, 116.0 and intercept to 128. About 9 o'clock when we put the hood on? Yeah. be the most time you've ever spent under a hood. Are you getting your instrument rating? I will eventually, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's going to feel like. <laughs> yeah. The instrument rating is a little, uh, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, Cessna 69 or Bravo, frequency change approved, good day. Get that climb. Frequency approved, good day, 69 <laughs> Bravo. A little intimidating, the instrument rating. No, it's not. You already know how to fly. I mean, it's, it's actually, it's just, uh, Flying under the hood, getting used to flying these gauges, just like you're doing right here. It's it's not really. You don't want to think that it's going to be intimidating. That's actually pretty fun. You have good control of everything. It'll be a while before you have to do another short and a soft. Yeah. If, you're, if your instructor's smart, he'll say, uh, "All right, do a soft." While you right when you take your hood off, and you say, "Do a soft field landing or do a short field," so you can get practice. But like my instructor, he didn't do that. I did 40 hours in a, under the hood. And I never did a short or a soft. It's just it's just regular flying. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly cerebral, cere cerebral, right? Figuring it out. Yeah, you just book learning. Yeah, muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say, cerebral? That's uh, that, about the same thing, right? Well, no, I mean like using your brain. Yeah. Less than, because uh, you know the primary training is a lot of muscle memory, right? Right. And then the instrument seems like it's a lot more uh, theory. Yeah. But then you know how to peg these, peg these, peg these, peg actually, these. Actually, evidently, I don't know how to peg them because I forgot <laughs> to intercept it. <laughs> well, nonetheless. I just wanted to try intercepting it from the right. There you go. That was that whole cockpit distraction thing. <laughs> Good job. You're welcome. <laughs> Now, for a two degree, um, you know, each one of those white dots behind that line there is two degrees, right? Right. You don't really need to go 30 degrees. Nice cruise, maybe one, three, five, something like that. Okay. Because as much as it took to get you off course, that's about what you need to do on the other side. What's the highest you've ever been? Uh, 8,500. Okay. I think, was that what, isn't that what you're, what we do up yeah, to, uh, Prescott? Yeah. 5,500 feet, turning. 5,500 feet, Here in the practice area to make sure that we're not yeah. missing something. 
<clears throat> I hear you. Go uh, 20, actually, let's go 2,500 RPM. Wanted to get some speed first, if that's all right. Stanfield, Cathy Ranch, traffic, Archer 8204, procedure turn inbound for the VOR runway 5 approach, Cathy Ranch. There's 90. Get your heading compared to that OBS. No, that's all right. My youngest is uh, almost six. Almost six? Yeah. I thought Larry had a student that just recently had a, a baby, and that was you for some oh, reason. Oh. Six-year-old, how, how do you like that? Love it. I have a six, an almost eight, and an almost 11. Oh, wow. Cool. A little small, oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, you all... They're forcing me, if I buy a plane, they're forcing me to buy a Cherokee six instead of a... Nice economical plane. Yeah. By <laughs> Saratoga. Yeah. There you go. I need to I need to keep fixed landing gear until I build some time, I think. Insurance doesn't like that low time <laughs> well, retractable thing. Yeah. So make sure they don't notice that some planes come with two engines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't afford that, man. Not yeah. these days. <laughs> Yeah, they're really cheap to buy these days, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like trucks. Yeah. I've noticed lately that trucks have kind of reached, uh, you, they reach a point to where they're not going to lose any more value. Yeah, yeah. Like, I bought my truck for $5,000. What is I, it? It's a, just a 98 Z71. Okay. And I drove and drove and drove and drove. I just sold it with 189,000 miles on it for 4500 <laughs> Yeah. I mean, rather than the expenses, like new tires and stuff like that, I, the, the actual loss was $500. It's amazing. You can't beat it. Yeah, you bought it at the right time, that's for sure. Yeah. I bought a, but, I bought a Nissan truck years ago for $7,000 and drove the hell out of it, like 100,000 miles I put on it, and sold it like five years later for like 5500 55? Yeah, in in about two hours. Yeah, I sold mine just the other day, in fact. What'd you get? Um, I bought my grandfather's truck. And actually, it was my other... My previous truck was my grandfather's truck, and now my new truck is my grandfather's old truck. <laughs> kind of works out. So He's, what is he, this one? It's a, it's a newer Z71. It's oh, okay. a 05, now not a 98. He's uh He's not driving it, so I bought it from him. I think we have some uh, wind. Casa Grand, Sandfield traffic, Archer 8204, it's VOR, inbound of the VOR approach. Casa Grand will be going this 10 of northbound departure. 
Yeah. Hey, readjust that. Yeah, that we're straight and level. Kind of having to keep a left wind correction in. That's all right. You're doing Travis it right. Traffic Finesse 8101 Charlie is uh, nine or miles southwest, 4,500. Request top of, top of stack, Stanfield. Stanfield right now that I could think of is intercepting radials both inbound and outbound. Okay. Uh, I know what to do, but it sometimes confuses me. So a little practice wouldn't help, wouldn't hurt. Hey, 
I guess some unusual attitudes wouldn't be a bad practice either. All right, we'll do that then. Not to mention it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> Intercept that course. Now, what direction do I turn? Uh, it's a two radial. Well, don't worry about that. Yeah, okay. This is that's the most uh, commonly thing screwing people up. Yeah. Okay. Go straight to the right or the left, whichever direction the needle's pointing. Say south. Heck, except it depends on what you have it on too, right? No, don't worry about that. Don't ever. Th I think what you're trying to do is getting ready to start talking about terms of left and right. Yeah. We don't care about the two indication or the from indication. In fact, okay. it doesn't matter. Now the needle's pointing over here to this side, right? Yep. So what does that say? So. So we got to go in some southerly direction. Which is going to be a right turn. Okay, I see what you're saying. So if you go intercept that, which means what? It means immediately that you're reverse sensing. See that? Yep. I purposely made you reverse sense just so you can go intercept that. So why don't you intercept that radio? Okay, so actually that's going to be a hard one to. Maybe two four zero would be a right heading to pick. We gotta turn fast. We got time. Yeah, Buckeye traffic query two four three Tango Tango's on a right downwind runway one seven Buckeye. Okay, yeah, that made a lot more sense to just look at the. Yep. So and now and then turn to that direction. I got it. Right. So we're still flying off yeah, so to this side. Yeah. Yeah. What what's going to happen is when we intercept this and then fly past the VOR, we'll get a from indication and then read correctly, right? Yeah. Um, so would it make sense? So you're not reverse sensing to twist it to the op to the reciprocal, so that it, it, it's easier to track. Or well, currently everything's right. See. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. Um, intercept that course. Okay. So that one's just right, right? Yep. Just kind of come over here and say, I've got to go somewhere I, northwest. I did it the same way, though. I looked over here. I said, okay, 3-2. I'm going to turn toward 3-2. All right. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Hang on a second. Intercept that course. Okay. Nothing. Nothing. Just, that's exactly right. Kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it is. You always have to think about it in terms of the headings. Never, never in terms of left and right. Yeah, where it is, yeah. All right, so this is where... Well, hold on. Let's leave it there for just a second, if that's okay. Okay. And I want to just make sure that I'm going to get the right uh, angle to intercept it at. Well, if you were out at 330, so that's I, a 90-degree intercept. I kind of want to go... Yeah, so I kind of want to go to probably zero two zero, or fly three three zero until it starts moving. Ah, oh, okay. And so then, ninety uh, degree intercept and then start to move in. Right, because we really don't know how far we are from that. Okay. And if you think about it, three three zero is um, what's the fastest way to get to it? Well, it's it's north of the VOR and we're currently south of it. See, we're reverse sensing. We've got a from indication of three three zero. Now go ahead and switch the VOR. What's the reciprocal of zero six zero? Two four zero.
degree intercept. See that? Yeah, but Chevy Benz 8101. Charlie is inbound on the VOR approach choice. Now everything's reading right. We will pick it up. Give me some. That helped a lot. Okay, good. Now this is what I want. One five zero from. One two zero from. Let's intercept the one two zero degree radio from, which means we got to turn to some over here, right? Yeah, that's a tougher one, right? So it's still faster to go left. Yep. So go to the left. And actually, you. Yeah, go to the left. What's that? Go to the left. Okay. And we'll fly two one zero until I'm assuming that comes you're clearing us, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking around. Okay. We're flying right over an airport too, but that we're at a high altitude. Yeah. What are we over? Hey, look out the window. That's Casa Grande. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we'll take out, we'll take, we'll, I want you to intercept the one, two, one, two, zero degree radio, and you can roll at a 90 degree. Once it starts uh, moving. I'm going to go more, uh, more towards south. Yeah, more 45, right? Yeah. Um, So, when we're on it, what radio will we be on? When we're on what? When we're when this is centered, we'll be on the one. We'll be on the one two zero radio. Now, if I had a two indication and it was reading two one two zero degree radio, we would be on the three zero zero radio. Absolutely. Okay. Good. I'll show you something cool. It's a little outside of private pilot level. Let me dial in one fifteen point six. Okay. All right, so if I look at this top half right here, and I got uh, 320 to 040. Yep. Uh, Cash Grant Traffic Bonanza 01. Charlie, Sierra Copa Highway. Actually, because this is. Go this way. So if I wanted to go to the intersection of 120150, for Phoenix and uh, Snapfield. Uh, what you were doing on the board yesterday, right? So I go right here. This is my 90, right? Yep. And then find right here. i got to find some common uh, heading that I'd fly to. Right, right. So let me see if I can do this here. All right. I watched you on the board yesterday. and kind of blew my mind a little bit. but All right. So somewhere in the southerly range here uh, is going to take me toward that. Something. Okay, one, five. So I'm probably going to head um, like one three zero. Yeah, that's it. That should in between the two, right? Yeah, and which, whenever one of these starts to move, we'll we'll start to intercept that one first, and then we'll have to figure out well, do I turn north or south, or in this case, do I turn do I turn to one two zero when this one starts to center, or do I turn to three three zero? So oh, so which side of the of this VOR you're on? Yeah. Uh, how do you determine that? Say this centers? Yep. I'm going to center it, okay? Okay. So I'm, I want to fly to this intersection, then i got to center oh, it. Oh, that one's group. centering. Yeah, I know. i got to center this quick. <laughs> All right, it's centered, right? Yep. So I need to know really quickly, what way do I fly? Do I go south or north? Currently, 
my my course is to the south, so I turn south. Yeah, I got to turn to one two zero and stay yep. on that. We must be pretty close to that VR. <laughs> no, we were just cooking. Once that starts to move, and with a 90-degree intercept, it would oh, right, 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 right. We actually are close to it. We're only like five miles away. Oh, it's going to field, right? Yeah. Look at that. It's going to go full on the other side. Grand Trapper. What's that? Grand Trapper. Over the numbers, uh, right now. Standard rate only under the hood, right? Now the one two zero degree radio should take us over Arizona City. So while we were flying around, I noted that if we landed somewhere, it would count as cross country time since we were flying so far. After a few seconds, he agreed and said, all right, let's go land at Pinal. Now, for those of you not familiar with the airports around this area in Arizona, Pinal County Air Park, or Mike Zulu Juliet, is kind of unique. It's a publicly owned airport, but it has turned into sort of a special use airport. It's also known as the Airplane Boneyard. This airport is between the Phoenix area and Tucson, and it turns out the dry, dry desert is a great place to mothball airplanes or store them while decommissioned and before being fully scrapped or whatever they need to do. There are all kinds of planes there. Most of them are airliners, and they're all over the place. There's crazy security there, too, and one of the many public and private tenants there is the U.S. government, so you can imagine they're protecting what they have there. Later in my flying career, I landed there again, yes, to gawk at airplanes, and a security truck paralleled us the whole way during our taxi back. I think they were basically saying, go ahead, make my day, get out of that airplane. Maybe I'm dating myself with the Dirty Harry reference, but needless to say, it's not the most welcoming airport, but it has some badass hardware. Basically, the only purpose of this airport appears to be airplane storage. So yeah, let's go check it out. You'll get to listen to us gawking at a few airplanes while we taxi back, too. If we go far enough, we can get cross-country time, too. <laughs> if we land somewhere? Yeah. Good idea. Let's go to Pinal. Even a touch-and-go would uh, qualify, right? Yeah, we'll go to Pinal. Uh, turn to heading. Let me uh, yeah, intercept that radio, and I'll find us a heading to fly. Uh, let me see your checklist. Checklist? No. Straight edge? Yeah. Ah, it's weird. Almost perfect. Um, dial in 115. On this? Yeah. Okay, intercept that. Take me to Pinal. You can have that back. Thank you. Uh-huh. No restricted airspace in the way. Uh, 
Alright, it's been 30 minutes. We'll turn the fuel pump on, switch the fuel tank to the right side. I didn't know about the turn the fuel pump on. Yeah, you want to get the fuel pump pumping um, just to prevent. Yeah. You know, it's just a preventative measure of oh, whether or not there'd be an air bubble. <laughs> I get it. Okay. I just never heard it before. That's a good idea. All right. It's just a VOR with a heading bug. I mean, a uh, HSI. HSI. I mean, uh, not even that. It's a um, directional. Yeah, directional gyro. Heading indicator. Heading indicator. There you go. It's good that there's like three or four terms for every one of these. Yeah. The HSI is a VOR overlaid on the heading indicator. Yeah. So easy. It's so easy to say HSI though. <laughs> so what are your uh, what are your plans in aviation? Uh, I want to be here long enough to be able to teach aerobatics. Okay. I used to have a job where I traveled a lot, and even for a kid, I mean, I guess not a kid, but for someone my age, I uh, I worked awful, awful hard. I decided, you know, I don't want to work so hard. <laughs> Kurt said something to me one day that just rang in my head. I'm not ever going to be in my deathbed and say, man, I wish I worked harder. <laughs> you know? True. So, I kind of agreed with that. So, I just this is fun. You work hard. You try to do your best. So, you made a career change. Yeah. Pay cut. <laughs> right. Uh, about 80%. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. What were you doing? Professional photographer. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I didn't have a choice. I was a third-generation photographer. It was my family business. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm a... Uh, Heavy amateur <laughs> photographer. I do some uh, little things here and there. Well, it's fun, you know. It's a lot more fun, I think, as a hobby than as a job. That was a great job. I met a lot was of it? people. Used yeah. to hang out with like Emmett Smith and stuff like that. Just, oh, cool! Just to take pictures. Were you doing some sports photography or mostly portraits? Horse racetrack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's a good subject. Yeah, we're actually the uh, the biggest company in what we do in the nation. Uh, do you still uh, enjoy doing it sometimes? Yeah, I still do it to make money on the side. Oh, okay, good. In fact, I do a lot of stuff for our website. We're, people can order pictures from our website, and then we'll have a whole image, a small, very, very small image, so they can't print it, so they can see the photo and then order it. So I do a lot of data entry for the website every night. I haven't even seen that part of your web. Oh, what's the website? I thought you meant Cody Photography. Oh, okay. Our website, the, the gotcha. family one. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so stuff like that. We stay pretty busy. Yeah. Make some extra cash. So, so you want to stay, you want to continue teaching at least for the foreseeable future? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be an airline pilot. Yeah, I did, a lot of people are thinking corporate these days. But. Well, you know, even that, you know. Uh, I've already done your travel, right? Yeah. I didn't see my wife for an entire year when I was in the Army. And then I came back, and then what did the first thing I do is start being gone for two, three months at a time. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's that's not healthy. No. So That's uh, how divorces happen. Basically. One of the reasons. 
pretty easy. Of course, the other one's financial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're happy. You know, yeah. I, I still find ways to buy the things I want. It takes longer to save up for them, but I don't know. Dude, you, you're, you're my freaking hero is what you are. Why is that? Because you're doing it. Oh, yeah. Because you did it. You took the chance and you did it. Yeah. I got to buy the bike. She, she left me alone. No problem. What's that? She lo- she lets me buy my bike. Like I just got a street bike. She's got a quad. I got a dirt bike. We go have fun. Just got a truck. It's it's harder, but I don't know. Someday it's gonna have to change. I can't do it forever, but somehow Matt does it. But his wife makes. He's got a pretty good <laughs> yeah. job. I think we've got some wind. I'm gonna head this direction. And see if we. Also, um, this VOR has some deviation on it. Oh. They all do. You know, it's not the VOR, right? It's the receiver, correct? That has the problem? Uh, I don't know. No. It's this. Yeah, it's the antenna. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far you know, you set your heading just right. I, when you said the VOR has, a, has some... I, I didn't know if you meant that the actual VOR on the ground was miscalibrated. The receiver. Or, okay, receiver. Yeah. yeah, no, that could never right. happen on the ground, yeah. Yeah, they keep those pretty maintained, don't yeah. they? Yeah. I never landed it. No, I always wanted to, so this is going to work out. <laughs> yeah, that's got all the uh, dead airplanes, right? They're not dead. No, they're not. No, they're fully functioning what aircraft. What are they doing there? It's a storage facility. We don't get corrosion in Arizona. We don't have humidity yeah, or right. salt in our air. Right. And it's corrosion, obviously, is rust for aluminum. Yep. Um, so when they can't fly them, or, you know, when times are bad, they store them. And that's what they do here. I feel bad this happening to you, man. Yeah, I was, I was pretty bummed last night, but, you know, look, I'm flying. Could be worse, right? For free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just sucks, that's all. Yeah, I feel, I actually, don't take it the wrong way, I feel worse for Larry. Oh, I know. Um, I, 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 He's got to just feel like absolute crap right now. He's pretty stressed out about it. I feel bad for Larry, too. I'm not. I'm not pissed at Larry or anything. I'm just disappointed it happened. Yeah, I imagine. You know, in a moment in time, it could be pretty easy to just get frustrated and point a finger. But I would have been upset a little bit. And you know, I'm, you don't even have to agree to that. It's obvious that you, would, anybody, would be upset about that. But when when you start to think about it, when does your driver's license expire? Yeah. Well. On your 65th birthday, right? Yeah. In Arizona, it's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know. I wasn't, I, there wasn't even really a, a moment I was really pissed at him. I was just going, oh. The situation you were upset at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I could tell when he called me last night that he was contrite, upset with himself. and Intercept this one. You know, if he'd have been like all... Yeah, if he was a dick about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, he wouldn't be. Of course not. He's, he's a guy's guy. a teddy bear. Yeah. But I, you know what? I bet you he was a mean cop. Because sometimes he told me some stories, and I thought, oh. He got mad at one guy one time here at the airport, and he was telling me about it. And I thought to myself, 
you know, I just kind of, I never want to see the day where Larry's pissed at me. <laughs> All right, actually, go back to that. Whoa, look at that. I'm just trying to get you to head right for, I tell you what, uh, fly heading one, 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 five. Right here, fly this heading for a little while. Actually, one, one, zero. I thought it was going to rain today. Look how perfect it is. Yeah. Everybody in my family calls me. Is it going to rain today? <laughs> You're the weatherman. I was like, I don't know. Turn on the TV. <laughs> Weather.com, baby. Yeah. Or my wife, when it's like really gloomy, she'd be like, is it going to rain? I'm like, nope. And it doesn't rain. She tells her friends, oh, Kevin knew it wasn't going to rain. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> how long you guys been married? Uh, almost eight years now. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, we were started dating when I was 15. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, no. High school sweethearts, huh? Yeah. I try to avoid saying it that way. <laughs> God, good for you. <laughs> it just happened. I got pretty lucky. Huh. Yeah, that's good. Here, check this out. Take your hood off. Look at that guy crop testing. Oh, sweet. one of those turbines. Badass. So they go against the rows, huh? Oh, I don't know. However they paint the picture. Oh, that's <laughs> a lot of altitude trying to show you that. Trying to keep you a sight picture. Yeah. See the airport? Oh, yeah. That's where we're going. So a bunch of different uh, airlines just store their stuff there, huh? Yeah. We'll do a full stop taxi back. So is there a uh, storage business there? I mean, it's a it's an it's FBO a, that does storage, basically. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't fully understand it. I just know that that's why they're there. I'm sorry. What did you, what was the last thing you told me to do? Niner four. Remark. By the Density heading. altitude four thousand four. Oh, the one we're on. Yeah. Marana Regional Airport notums are as followed. The runway three two one is closed. Marana. Ranat Regional Airport. Automated weather observation. One, six, four, five, Zulu weather. Wind, calm, visibility, one, zero, click. What's the calm runway there? Uh, oh. I have a right AFP. traffic pattern. Well, see that you get lucky when you see right traffic pattern. Yeah. Because then you know the reciprocal. No, the opposite is almost always the calm runway then. No, no, no. You just at least know the runway assignments. What is the calm runway? What? No one's in the pattern. It could be whatever I want it to be. I'm going to figure it's 3-0. Okay. So we'll uh, keep flying this. Pattern altitude's going to have to be 3,000 feet. We'll get a little closer and just do a chop and drop. Just about to get an hour's worth of flight. We'll do some unusual attitudes on the way back. We'll do some stalls and steep turns and stuff like that, including an emergency. I just mostly concentrating on that 1.1. Yeah. All right, 
Put the power at uh, 1800 RPM and just pitch for 110. You're an answer. See how well you can do this? Air traffic warrior eight one six five eight is five miles to the north. Uh, making left traffic to runway three zero. No. Oh, it scratches on the windshield from people shoving their headsets in it. Oh yeah. It's gonna start to get hot. Shouldn't be too bad out here. It's usually colder when we're further south out of the valley. Weed 1,500 feet per second. Yeah, I like this. See if you can stop it right at 3,000 feet without leading it more than 100 feet. Okay. Interesting. Regional airport notams are as followed. Runway three dash two one is closed. Oh, balloon! <laughs> All right, keep flying the Santa. Get your G's power back in there. Regional airport. Automated weather observation. One six five zero Zulu weather. Wind calm. Visibility one zero clear below one two thousand. Temperature three two Celsius. Dew point one eight altimeter two niner niner four remarks. Density altitude four thousand four. Turn right, heading one two zero. Yeah, just take the hood off and fly. Have fun with it. All right, we're going to parallel this and then find the forty five and turn back onto it. We're going to land on runway three zero. Oh, you know what? What did you say? Three zero is going that way. Yeah. Let's just enter the forty five right here. Okay. I just had a number in my head and one wasn't putting it together. Makes sense now. Perfect forty five. All right, keep going. <laughs> Now air traffic warrior eight one six five eight is two mile forty five for three zero right traffic for three zero. I said left traffic too. Nobody got on the radio and said anything. One of my students used to work here. He's a colonel, full bird colonel. Randy was a flight instructor in the Apaches, the Blackhawks, and the Cobras. Oh jeez! So he was doing a uh, another rating. He was getting a category add-on for the yeah. fixed wing. Uh -huh. He's a cool guy. He doesn't look very old to be a colonel. Looks like a cool place to ride dirt bikes right there. Three zero. Okay, so we're landing this way. Yep. You can just announce that we're on base, right? Traffic three zero. Canal, right? Yep. Canal traffic, uh, Cherokee on right base for three zero. Uh, touch and go. Canal. Full stop taxi back. We'll announce it later. Well, okay. 
we need time to look. We gotta stay on a taxiway though, they hate that crap. Oh really? I called one time, I said, you guys, uh, you guys all right with me just flying to look at your planes? I was like, no. That was their answer, no. <laughs> I was like, all right then, have a good day. You wanted to fly and walk around? No, we can't get out. Oh. But we can do a taxi back. We're just, we, we screwed, you know, it didn't take an hour to get here, so we need to waste a little time. You know what I mean? Yeah. We were circling over Casa Grande for 20 minutes. Allied traffic warrior 81658 is right base 30. Uh, full stop. We may change our minds again. <laughs> Left traffic, right traffic, full stop, touch and go. Fly by, short approach. <laughs> you just say, look out. Yeah. Many options. Oh, it didn't land on the number. On the number? Okay. Yep. Get the short field out of the way. Oh, you want a short field? Yep. Okay. Let's set it up. Need. Oh, you almost got it. All right. Right on the numbers, not above them. On them. On them. Okay. On top. Not see anything, do you? You have time, you have time. You don't ever rush it, okay? Once yep. you're on the ground, you just take a deep breath, lower the flaps, and then just apply the brakes. Get off at Delta here. Okay. Yeah, other than that crap, it was a pretty good landing. That was great, yeah. Now our traffic warrior, 81658, is clear there. All right, we'll turn right. Look at this, this is 747. That's a 747 uh, tanker. Yeah, super tanker. Jeez. That's actually pretty uh, intimidating. These things look so small when you're on the ground. It's getting a new engine. So there's nowhere here where you can get out? Not really. There's no FPO or anything. Uh, look at that grumman goose. <laughs> Oh man, that's seen better days. Well, it's such an old plane. Yeah. You know, someone just needs to buy it, put some engines on it, and just take care of it. It's a nice one in front of it, too. What is that? It looks like a Gulf Stream. Gulf Stream, yeah. Yeah, you're right, the nose that's... wheel's all screwed up on this thing. Yeah. I'm having to hold right in. Let go real quick. Yeah, it's, people keep screwing with that. Just hold it in for right a very the brief amount of time while on the yeah. ground. It's pissing me off that someone keeps fixing it. Yeah. Oh man, that safe for super tankers. Uh, can you imagine flying through a fire? <laughs> no. Lots of maintenance going on here. It looks like, huh? Did that? Look, at the wing tips are missing. Oh yeah. There's not even a hanger that'll fit that thing here. There's another Grumman Goose. Oh, yeah. What are, what are those other ones over there? Uh, With the red tails? I think they're C-123s. Oh, the firefighting ones? They, they use them for now? Yeah. The ones that have the wings that fall off? Isn't that what those were? That was a C-130. Oh, C-130. No, that was a DC-9, I'm sorry. No. No, it was a DC-7. I don't know. Okay. It was, no, I'm back. It was a C-130 for sure. Okay. Okay. I don't see anybody. 
All right. Um, let's do a short field takeoff. Okay. <coughs> Make your call. That so would I taxi all the way back over there? Yeah. Good idea. We'll just go right here. Okay. Right. Canal traffic. Cherokee is uh, taking three zero uh, for north departure. So we'll stop there for this episode and get the takeoff and rest of the flight in the next one. So while I didn't get to do my check ride that day, I did get to have a great flight with Kevin, got some good instruction, and got to land at Pinal for the first time. I really had no hard feelings for the school, or for Larry especially, who was likely going through a terrible time trying to fix that little oversight. Yes, I would have to now do my check ride in the afternoon and get to Oshkosh maybe a day later than expected, which wasn't ideal. But whatever, remember, we roll with the punches. I'd love to hear from you. I am loving getting the notes and comments from listeners again, so keep them coming. And thanks for those of you who've already reached out. Actually, I have a call to action for you guys. If any of you are currently flight training, either for your private or even a more advanced rating, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about your experiences and maybe do a feature on the podcast. Seriously, just do it. Just send an email or contact me on Twitter or something. My email is bill at studentpilotcast.com, or you can reach out to me on the website contact form at studentpilotcast.com. On Twitter, I'm at Bill Will. That's Bravo India Lima Lima Whiskey India Lima. Just do it. Do it now. Unless you're driving or flying, then don't do it now. Later's okay. So this was a really cool flight, though. I was so relaxed and taking in some good information and practice, and I was flying. I could think of a lot worse things I could be doing. I was enjoying this extra flying, but was excited to get the check ride done too, and was even getting pretty excited to get to my first Oshkosh. I could feel it happening now. I was going to be a pilot. for today's episode is To Be an Angel by the Canadian band Uncle Seth. You can get more information and subscribe to the podcast feeds on the web at studentpilotcast.com. Remember, any instruction that you hear in this podcast was meant for me and for me alone in the situation I was in at the time. Please do not try to blindly apply anything you see or hear in this podcast to your own flying without thinking it through on your own completely. If you have questions about any aspect of your flying, please consult a qualified CFI.